What is up, Intuitive Sheepdogs? Welcome to another podcast episode of the Intuitive Sheepdog Podcast with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt. Today, I am bringing you an amazing, amazing, amazing uh, guest. She is actually my um, spiritual teacher. She is a mentor. She is amazing. She's the reason why I am here with you today, and I have started on this journey. you get to meet Gabby Bernstein. She's a spiritual teacher. She's the author of seven books. She is a speaker. She is everything. (laughs) I love her. And she is coming here to talk specifically to us sheepdogs about how to deal, you know, um, with depression, anxiety, trauma, uh, all that stuff. So that is what you are getting today few things. First, I'd like to give a shout out to our podcast host at our podcast host, our podcast sponsor at The Badge Life. Um, If you have not checked out them, please go check them out, thebadgelife.com or go check them out at The Badge Life on Instagram. They are a Leo owned and operated uh, apparel company. They have been sponsoring us for a long time. They are amazing. I love the brand. I love what the company stands for. Go check them out. There'll be a link in the show notes. So I want to tell you before I share with you the um, interview with Gabby, which was just, she's just so lovingly shared so many wonderful gifts with us. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about why I wanted her to come on the show. And the reason why is because She really, truly, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass, she really is the reason why I'm here and I am um, mentoring, coaching sheepdogs. She's the reason I got into coaching to begin with. Um, There was a time, um, I can't remember what year, I tried to tell her the year and I totally forgot. I really don't know what year it was, Um, that I had just felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders in my police car. I was like tearing up, tears streaming down my face, not because I was a pansy, not because I was a wimp, not because I was being a bitch, but because I was so incredibly frustrated with my life. I was being crushed by my coworkers. I was being crushed by my supervisor. My supervisor was just trying to crush me. Everyone was trying to crush me because you know, I'm a female. I have an opinion. I didn't like the way things were being operated. I didn't like certain things. Dispatchers didn't like me because I had an opinion. And I just remember, like, I just got my eval and it was a, it was a, it wasn't a bad eval, but I just remember like my sergeant said that I was too curt with people. And the funny thing about this is the sergeant, (laughs) Anyways, he would play video games during my, during like our shift. So like it, it, he had to look that term up in the dictionary. (laughs) Anyways, it just really got to me and it just felt like the weight of the world was on my chest and my shoulders. And I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I felt like nobody understood me. Nobody, nobody got me. Nobody understood me. Nobody, you know, related to me. Nobody respected me. Nobody liked me. And that's just how I felt. And I remember these tears were just streaming down my face and I called my mom and I'm, I'm literally on patrol 
and it was at night and I'm like, mom, like, I don't know what to do. I can't do this anymore, mom. I just can't do this. Like I enjoy being a cop, but I do not enjoy all of this bullshit. And I'm like talking to her and I'm frustrated and I'm like, mom, like I want to write a book and I want to help you know, other, and at the time it was, I want to help other female cops because there's got to be other females that are going through this. And like, I just, all this stuff. And my mom says to me, Autumn, don't you know who Gabrielle Bernstein is? And I said, no. And my mom said, I think you need to look her up. And I said, well, who is she? And she said, Autumn, she is, she's a spiritual teacher, a self-help teacher. And she's out there and she is teaching and talking to people, doing what you want to do. And she's just doing it. And I was like, oh my God. And so that was the first time that I was introduced to Gabby. And from then I have all of her books. I binge her YouTube channel and her Instagram, um, IGTV. And if you are an intuitive sheepdog, you have heard me talk about her. I have recommended her books to you, her teachings, she is somebody who inspires me daily. And I just know that after this episode, you are going to become inspired by her. So uh, I'm very excited for you to get to know her and to listen to this episode. So I hope that you are going to enjoy it as much as I did. Gabby, I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so psyched to be here. This is fabulous. So cool. So awesome. So Gabby, can you tell, tell intuitive sheepdogs everywhere like who you are and your story? First of all, I'm so psyched that there are intuitive sheepdogs everywhere. It's so important. <laughs> uh, so I'm Gabby Bernstein. I have, uh, I'm a spiritual teacher. I've written seven self-help books. I have been in this field for almost 15 years. I uh, started off when I was 25 years old, started this career. Uh, it began when I hit a bottom with drug addiction and alcoholism. Mm. And I got myself sober at 25. Wow. In my sober recovery, I was very tuned back into spirituality and self-help. That was really the catalyst. The sobriety was the catalyst for my work and the commitment that I've made as a spiritual teacher. And I've been in this field now for 15 years, speaking, writing, teaching, training, podcasting, <laughs> to really carry a message of freedom, help people recognize that there is a, a, a relationship to a spiritual connection of their own understanding. It doesn't have to be my connection or your connection. It can be exactly what they want it to be. That's exactly what I write about in all of my books. Yes. And I'm here to help people become more free. And I love that. And so, and we're going to talk all about this, but one thing that you said um, about, so your latest book is Super Attractor. I happen to have it right at my desk and um, it's amazing. And one thing that you say about that book is you're like, I just want people to read that if they want to feel good. That's right. Yeah. On all these podcasts, people kept saying to me, you know, Gabby, why'd you write the book? And I just said, cause I wanted to feel good. And I knew that if I felt good, that the reader was going to feel really good as a result of reading it. So I, I really put that primary intention out to the world that this would make people feel good. And I love that. And especially coming from like the first responder field and stuff like that. Like we, we don't, we don't, we have a hard time feeling good. You know, we yeah. see, we see the worst shit. We, yeah. we, we go to work, we suit up to go deal with the 3% of the population. Nobody wants to deal with, you know, and we get the phone calls 
not when you're having a good day. Like nobody right. ever calls the police to be like, hey, thank you. Like, I'm, yeah. I hope you're having a great day because I yeah. am. Yeah. You know, you're, you're calling us on your worst hour. And so, mm-hmm. you know, with, with us, it's like, how do we feel good? Like yeah. how, how, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's very important that we have what I would say, and, I, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this, but like, we need to have our own toolbox. Like, yes. We need to have some tools to help us feel good. Yes. Well, I think that first of all, I want to just send a tremendous amount of love and respect to all of the police officers out there, all the sheepdogs and say, thank you, because we are living in very critical times and we need the support of the people who have committed their lives to service. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want you to hear me when I say that. Now, what I would love to help support you in is recognizing how debilitating it could be to your nervous system to every day be go right back into a a shock state or a trauma state. Of course, you can't be a police officer without experiencing some kind of trauma, whether it's someone else's that you've taken on because you've witnessed it or it's an experience that you've had on your own. So let's just start there, right? There's, these are traumatic events that you have to, that you've committed to face. So having tools for regulating your, your nervous system are in probably the best gift you could give yourself, your work and your family and the world. Hmm. The types of tools that you can use to regulate your nervous system are meditation, uh, having a relationship to a connection to a higher power, prayer, God, to whoever your God may be, having tools, uh, there's a tools called tapping, emotional freedom technique, which I'm sure you're sharing about. Giving people some tapping videos could be very impactful, tapping on the shock of something. There is even deeper therapeutic work that I would highly recommend to anyone who's been very traumatized through work like somatic experiencing or EMDR. These are two types of uh, trauma healing that are extremely powerful, particularly used with vets and, and women who have had sexual violence, women or men with sexual, have experienced sexual violence or if you've had childhood violence or trauma. Hmm. These are practices that I would highly recommend. And then having faith, you know, having a spiritual faith is what will help get you through the darkest, most difficult moments. And so I hope that my books can be a helpful guidepost for folks that are looking to strengthen that faith. Absolutely. Now, Gabby, one thing that I know, I know this is what they ask me. And so, you know, you're my spiritual teacher. So I would love to ask you, (laughs) how do you have faith when you've seen the worst the world has to offer? Oh, sister, big question. Well, I think that that's when you need faith most. Mm. You have to trust that we all have our own free will. We all have, each individual has a a path that, that they can choose. Everyone has free will. We can choose, you know, at 25 years old, I could have chosen the direction of cocaine and, and, and death and, you know, incarceration or whatever, or I could have chosen this path that I chose. So we do have a choice. There are obviously plenty of instances where things are inflicted upon us that we did not choose. So we have to just ha- have faith even more in those situations, trusting that there is a higher power serving that soul, even if the soul, even if something has been taken from someone, even if their life has been taken from them, trusting that there is, there is a, a spiritual source that can support their their, their presence even beyond this physical world. So establishing that faith helps us turn it over, helps us pray for families, helps us trust that we can send love to somebody who's been hospitalized or we can send prayer to someone and believe in that prayer, not just, just you know, fake it, but believe in that prayer and the power of that prayer. 
trust that that your faith will strengthen your energy in those moments and your presence in those moments could dictate the future for somebody. Mm. So for that kid that might be getting, you know, picked up because he's doing drugs or whatever, like you could also recognize that that's a traumatizing experience for him or her. And the more you face that with, you know, you're going to bring the kid to, you know, bring the kid in or whatever it may be, but facing it with compassion and empathy could be the difference between the kid going back to using versus getting sober. I mean, you have the power to change the for someone's life. When when you as as sheepdogs, as cops, you know, you're meeting people in their darkest moment. And what I would hope that you could understand is that even the most evil people, even the most horrific people, they're traumatized people. Mm. As you start to work through your own trauma, you'll be able to have more compassion for the people that have been going through theirs. So if someone's done something horrible, they've obviously had to be very sad to do that. You know, thank you, Gabby, for saying that because I can just tell you that from after you do the job, I mean, you don't even have to do it long, especially if you're working in a busy place. But if you're working in a busy agency, or even if you're in the military, or you kind of what happens is you you get jaded, yes. and so then you just see you see the same stuff over and over. And I think it becomes really hard for you know us to be like, okay, no, there is good. And I love what you just said. Is it's like, you know they're traumatized, they're traumatized people, you know, and so, so impactful if we can just try to just, yeah, I'd love to sit here and be like, you know, we're not going to be, to be honest, (laughs) we're not going to be able to go as far as like trying to see the light in that. But what we could do, like you said, is face it with empathy and compassion and be like, well, they are a human and we need, we need to, you know, feel that. And I, and I love that you say that. Um, I want to kind of go back to your story, if you don't mind, for a few moments. Um, I would really love just for the sheepdogs to hear a little bit about how you healed your addiction. And, and I'm going to tell you why is because that we are having, we're having a really big um, epidemic in law enforcement. I think I know that we're up to over 200 suicides. Last time I checked, it was like 213 suicides just this year. NYPD happens to have um, the biggest epidemic. Chicago PD is right behind them. Um, but so there's our epidemic, but underneath that, we're having officers facing a lot of addictions, yeah. um, alcoholism, you know, yeah. with pills and, and all these things. And can you, can you talk to us a little bit about Yes. That? Oh God. I didn't realize how bad that was, but I had to expect it because it's happening everywhere. The, the world is traumatized people. Everything's so activated because things have sped up so much and there's just so much tension. It's like, we're all living in a pressure cooker. So where things might've been managed before, we're not feeling that we can even manage or cope. So that's where people may turn to drugs and alcohol. That's where someone will take their life. Now, uh, I want to I wanna speak to addiction from the standpoint of, I believe that addiction spawns from trauma. Mm. So we, we need to use whatever our drug of choice might be, whether it's sex, love, money, whatever it is, gambling, drugs, alcohol. We use that drug of choice to numb out. We use that drug of choice because we don't want to feel the deep-rooted shame and trauma that lives underneath it and rage. So we numb out and that's how we get addicted. So that's why this, what you're doing is just beyond words. It's so, it's, I can't wait to share this podcast far and wide because I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of our, our captain Yogi. I'm proud of Aaron. You know, mm-hmm. I love you people. You guys are just such tremendous beings in this world and they're going to change the world because giving tools 
trauma healing tools to to people who have without a doubt experienced great trauma, whether it was even before they were cops, right? Sometimes people mm-hmm. become cops because they have, you know, that need to fight back because they couldn't fight back as a kid, right? 100%. Right. right. You know, so abuse, abuse often, uh, childhood abuse can manifest in that fierce rage, right? So I, I'm a survivor of, of, of uh, trauma, childhood trauma. And so I know that my fierce rage was channeled into just, you know, writing a million books and helping people and for, you know, really getting out there. And that can be the same for anyone that's in the service, right? In any form of service. But it also can be a place where you want to activate that rage that you couldn't, you could, and also that protector part mm. of yourself that you couldn't do, give to yourself, that no one did for you. So it's really unpacking that. I think it would be excellent if, uh, if there could be some kind of work in the in the precincts around um, um, uh, EMDR work, or even or even go further with somatic experiencing work, um, a lot of the SE work has been gifted to to vets. Uh, I know that there is also a practice called transcendental meditation, where you where you meditate on a mantra. Mm. A mantra could be very powerful. Uh, I. I'll I'll drum up some meditations to give your folks so we can remind me. We'll give some links in the in the notes to give people some meditations. But there is help, is what I want to say. There is there is there is support. The support is even starting here. Just listening to this conversation, just accepting. Okay, you know I have an addiction. So the thing that's first and foremost is admitting that you're powerless over the drugs and alcohol or admitting that you're having a mental illness because you've been traumatized and now you're dealing with depression and you're suicidal. And having the willingness to ask for help is the first step. For me, you know, I just suffered from depression and anxiety when I had postpartum six months ago. I was was diagnosed with postpartum depression and anxiety, insomnia and suicidal thoughts. And so I had to be willing to ask for help to survive, to live. Mm. So uh, my my prayer for everyone listening is if you are in that place where you are suffering with addiction or you're suffering with with uh, some kind of mental illness that's a, maybe not maybe not a chemical disorder but maybe something that's inflicted upon you because of trauma that you that the first step is to say I need help whether you say it to God whether you say it to a friend whether you whether you say it to to the captain whoever you say it to just speak up for help and if for any reason that help is rejected, ask another person and ask another person and ask another person. Because the, the more we're willing to ask for help, the, the next step is, is help will be help is on the way. And and opening up to receive that help is 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 crucial. And then having the willingness to stay committed to showing up for whatever is required of you to heal those issues, heal those root cause issues of trauma, of fear, of of what happens when we're traumatized is that we a memory can dissociate we our body the the trauma lives in our body physically so it blocks us it makes us ill it makes us frozen and then at times we'll react in very scary ways because we're actually reactivated in the trauma so if you're a cop and you have any kind of violent trauma or any trauma around something that you've seen or something that you've experienced as a cop, it's just going to be, you're going to be re-traumatized all the time. So first you need to get to healing the trauma and then you need to have the tools for regulating your energy on a moment to moment basis. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know Kripalu is doing programming for, uh, for, for, for police officers, uh, you know, checking out what Captain Yogi's doing, what you're doing. It's just, it's mind blowing. It's, it's so important. Well, thank you. It's, 
And you're right. And like, I love that. I really love that you touched on trauma because I have to say that that's really something that I'm honing in on. So in our world, we talk a lot about hypervigilance. And Mm so um, I actually, I just made this, I made this visual on Instagram and, and people like went insane over it because they could actually see so like hypervigilance, a police officer lives like way up here. Like yes, the scale. Definitely. Yes. So we live. And then what happens is then when we come home, we mm-hmm. go way down. Yeah. So we're at a 10 all day. And when we yep. come home, we're at like a one or a two. Like we just want to sink. Yeah. And that's causing a lot of a lot of issues for us. And the number one thing that I'm trying, you know, I'm bringing to officers is like how to regulate that and some tools yeah. to like I can't ask you not to be at a 10 because that's, that's saving your life, you know, yeah, yeah. but you know, to maybe come down and, and be more baseline versus like low, 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 or, you know, what, what do you think about that? Well, you're absolutely correct. You know, your heart rates up all day and then just drops when you get home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it probably really affects their sleep. Uh, they need, you know, they need the drink, right? They need mm-hmm. the drink to calm down. So having tools other than a drink would be very valuable. One thing I'd love to recommend is um, I'm going to try to see, you know, send me some links to where, send send me some information about where you are, but I'm going to see what we can do with um, TM because transcendental meditation is a great practice of meditating 20 minutes twice a day to regulate your nervous system throughout the day so that you cannot be up and down so much. It lowers your cortisol levels actually 30% in a 20 minute meditation, whereas in a full night of sleep, it will lower your cortisol levels only 10%. So that TM twice a day, 20 minutes, you can find it can be just life changing. So we can, maybe it's next step would be me me introducing you to the David Lynch foundation and seeing if we can get you sorted with some, uh, some TM training for, for, for folks. That'd be amazing. Um, Cause the, the sleep Gabby, like we don't sleep and we don't, and we, and that's another problem. And I know I listened to you in another podcast and you had, you had talked a little bit about your, um, like what you just went through with postpartum and, and stuff like that. And like, you know, the sleep deprivation, it feeds into all of this. That's probably the cause of, you know, some of the suicide, right? It's like, you know, if you don't sleep, you will go mad, you'll go mad. Uh, uh, so, so really learning how to regulate is you're completely correct about what that that first step is and and i think that uh obviously meditation can help if someone's having real mental illness i recommend highly recommend they get psychiatric support oh yes then uh when it comes or with insomnia or something like that get psychiatric support the other thing i would highly recommend is uh i know a lot of a lot of uh, officers have great physical exercise, but having some kind of exercise, uh, even in the middle of the day, if it's possible, and I know that may not be possible, I have no idea, but some, or the morning, some form of physical mm-hmm. exercise that could be really beneficial. Uh, and then, you know, one thing that's that's free and accessible is emotional freedom technique, which you can get on YouTube. Yes. And you can Google tapping on stress. And there's an excellent teacher named Brad Yates who has really, really, really excellent free YouTube videos, tapping on stress, tapping on anxiety, uh, tapping on self-attack, tapping on physical pain. And what happens when you tap is you're tapping on these different energy meridians while you're talking about an energetic disturbance. So Mm -hmm. let's say that you're right now agitated because of something you saw right before you came home that night. And you could tap on that. You could tap on that. You could tap on, let's just say that you're like tapping because you can't fall asleep and then you, you uncover more when you start to tap on it. 
So those are videos you can find on YouTube and maybe we can source some good ones and put them mm. for folks as well. That'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah tap, and I agree. I love that. I lo- and I tap too. And I know you tap and I know you've yes. done some videos on tapping. Yeah. I can get you some of my videos on tapping and we can get some videos. I think I have tapping on anxiety. Yeah. We'll get some, some tapping for you guys. Yeah. Gabby, one of the biggest things I'm going to tell you across the board. So I've, um, I've, you know, with this podcast, I'm in this really amazing situation. It's similar, obviously, not as the reach isn't as mass as yours, but like we get to talk to, you know, thousands of people all across the world, you know, and I've got to talk to these police officers and I've got to, um, they've, they've reached out to me and, and they've been so good with me because they know that I'm just like them and they, and they trust me because right. the number one thing, I'm going to tell you, there's two things I want to talk to you about and I would love to hear your opinion on is the first thing is, the thing when you mentioned about asking for help, the reason why cops won't ask for help is because we are deathly afraid that the first thing admin's going to do is going to take our gun and our badge right? and hands down across the board. And so mm-hmm. for me, the biggest thing is, is helping officers before we get to that point. Got um, it. Okay. So because they, they won't, I mean, it doesn't matter. I've, you could do a tell them blue in the face, but We've seen what happens in the past. We don't want the history to repeat itself, but we've seen what happens when, you know, you know, five years ago, Joe went to the sergeant and, and next thing you know, Joe's off the road and he's doing that's horrible. That's horrible. Honestly, yeah. I just want to really recognize that there's something that needs to change here. And I'm so glad you're working towards that change because, you know, if there were actually some better systems in place to help people work through those traumas and they wouldn't even need to come to you in the first place. Mm-hmm. More importantly, if you've got people out there with a badge and a gun and they're having mental illness, that's not safe either. Mm-hmm. Right. So for anyone, so I'm just, I'm so disturbed by this. I'm sorry, but thank you for doing what you're doing. God bless you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just, and the other thing that's also, you know, something that there's a sort of like collective shaming of cops over the last several years. And we've seen, you know, things happen that obviously were not good situations, but they were not the collective, right? Right. So I just want to, you know, there's people carrying that pressure as well. So there's just a lot, there's a lot here. A lot. There's a there's a ton in the way in like so just think about this right so we have we have officers who have mental health issues I mean every officer that I've ever spoken with has told me they have an anxiety disorder okay? yes of course yeah and so I want you and to let me just about- normalize that for them let's just say yes. this right now you have trauma you have an anxiety disorder all there's no way that you could be in this profession without have having some some imprint of of a traumatic event. And I want to honor you for that and hold you in that and help you not feel alone in that because there's so much shame around mental illness Thank and there's so much shame around anxiety and there's so much shame around trauma and even the words can be triggering for people. But let's just be real. We're, we're, you're all in it together. Mm-hmm. There's no way you could be in this profession without being activated in some way. Mm-hmm. So I respect you. you all. And I just want you to all first and foremost, just take a breath and just know that you're not alone. Thank you. So important. I say it all the time, but it's powerful hearing it from yes. you. And so if we can't go and get the help, right. And, and we are facing all these traumas and, 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 you know, PTSD and like, so and we're here and we have to make like life and death decisions, split second decisions. We don't, we don't get to sit back and Monday morning quarterback. Right. But yeah, we can't go and ask for the help that we need so obviously officers are going to fuck up. Like they're going to fuck up. They are, mm-hmm. we're going to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And so then guess what happens? Mm-hmm. And then we have the public jumping, not all of the public, but we have some of the public jumping down our backs because mm-hmm. they're like, 
you know, we, but do you kind of see how, and this oh, is why- I know that the react, I know that, that many of the, the crisis that we've seen with police officers over the last several years was, was trauma induced. Right. Yes. So it's like, yes. You know, like, yes, maybe there's, you know, of course, look, I don't want to get too, too into this because it's a very touchy topic, but I, I look at anyone who's had that trigger response and there's something, there's something underneath it. It's a protective mechanism. Mm-hmm. So, um, look, I think that, I think that there has to be work. The, the, for, let's, let's just start with step one. Like we said, having the willingness to admit that you're powerless over the situation and that you're willing to to heal. And Gabby, how did, how did you do that? So like talk to the officer who needs that step one, because I'm going to tell you something. We're type A, like we just are. And we're, (laughs) I know you are. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like, how did you you come to that? uh, If you have the other thing I, I not really supposed to promote, but just want everyone to know if you are struggling with addiction, that there's a 12 step meeting on every corner. Uh, that you know you can walk into in any part of the world. So mm-hmm. if they're struggling with addiction, twelve step is definitely what I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have a family member with addiction, there's Al-Anon meetings for loved ones and family members. Uh, if you are a loved one or a family member of an addict, now um, you know. Listen, first up is you're, if you're listening to this podcast, then you're willing to get better. So so, so congratulations, God bless you. Then taking any one of the, the tools or suggestions that I've given today and applying it will begin to change your energy and your nervous system. Opening up to a greater understanding of what's actually happening to you is very helpful too. Mm. Uh, and then I think the bigger work is around trying to create a movement around giving, finding the support for people, for officers in need. And I'm going to help you with that. We're going to look into some ways to get people to, 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 to get people to get service oriented support in the rooms. Okay. In, in, you know, in, 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 in the space so that people can start to, to, to be as a group recognized, maybe not as an individual, because if it's too scary to be recognized as an individual, then maybe it's a group. And mm-hmm. so that's where, you know, if you're, if you're listening now and you're like, I've got a bunch of guys and girls that I know that are really struggling. Maybe you all get together. It's like 10 of you guys mm-hmm. say, go in and say, we need some help. You know, mm-hmm. we can't fire all of you, you know, right. <laughs> so, you know, go together, really show up and say, this is what's up. And I, I may be, you know, maybe laughed at right now by what I'm suggesting because it may not even be possible, but I believe anything's possible when you come together with this shared intention. And, and that's what we're trying to do too, you know, and, um, and coming together and, and doing this. And, and it's so funny because what happens, Gabby, is that people will be listening to my content and they'll be, and, you know, I talk about angels and, and, you know, you know, Archangel Michael is huge for us, That's right? right? That's right. And um, talk about him all the time. And, and a lot of my listeners look at him as St. Michael, totally fine. Same thing. Perfect, and, perfect. and it's so funny because then they're so like, they won't publicly admit, but then I get DMs all the time and it's like, Autumn, yeah. thank you so much. Like, I love this. And I'm like, it's so funny because we all do, we all yeah. do. And we, and we all need to believe in this higher thing and, and we all do it. And so it, it really is. I love what you said about the group thing and, and that we're coming together. And that's why, you know, that's why I created the intuitive sheepdog and, and we're doing yeah. this, you know, together. And pray, you know, in those moments where you feel helpless, pray for Archangel Michael or St. Michael, whatever you refer to for support, for protection, for guidance, you'll be blown away by what occurs. Mm. So just trust that that guidance is right there for you when you ask for it. That's perfect. 
Um, Gabby, uh, just a couple of questions from some intuitive sheepdogs. They wanted to know, how did you, so a really big thing with law enforcement officers is retirement. So mm. just going to give you an idea, this, the latest statistic that came right out of the International Association Chiefs of Police Conference is if you put in a full career in law enforcement, then your average lifespan you get 20.9 years. So 21 years taken off your life due to the cumulative yep, stress that you I believe face. it. I believe it. So what I've been working a lot with my intuitive sheepdogs is like, let's have, you know, we have the career, but that's not all we have. And so what they've been thinking about is like other things to do, you know, and then fade out like once they retire, what, what can they do? And so the uh, one question that they all wanted me to ask you, especially a lot of them who've read your book is they want to know, how did you know when you were in this dark space and you went through your stuff, like how did you know that you wanted to do and what you're doing? Mm-hmm. I always knew, I think, even when I was using drugs and alcohol, I had the stack of self-help books next to my bed. And I just knew that that was, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be able to live that and share that. And I think that I didn't let anything stop me. And there's this beautiful Joan of Arc quote, which is, I am not afraid I was born to do this. And so I really just stayed committed to that belief system and showed up and showed up and showed up. And I really am an example of anything's possible. You know, I was you know, didn't come from any money or financial backing or anything like that. And I built, I built a, a career that's, that's, that's served a lot of souls. So the, I guess my story is just another opportunity for someone to say, yeah, I can do that too, because I didn't, you know, nobody handed me anything. There was no handouts here, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think anything truly is possible when you have a commitment that's backed with love and service and faith. I love that. Um, and so this is totally cop term. <laughs> they would like to know how you became a subject matter expert. <laughs> oh, is that, is that a cop term? Oh, how funny. Uh, I just, I guess I committed to the subject matter for myself. And I think that when you've lived it, you can really stand in your own expertise. Mm. So you guys are all experts on what it means to, 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 be in that protector mode and have to live through what you're going through. Right. So that's why you're doing this podcast. Now you are an expert in that because you've lived it. Mm. Yeah, true. Um, so Gabby, I want, I want to say this too. So we have a, we have a sheepdog. Um, he and his, he's a police officer. He and his wife, um, they're trying to conceive. Mm. And so um, he came to me and he was just talking to me about it. And he's like, you know, you know, and, and so I gave him your book. And he's like, it has changed his life. And so he wanted me to just tell you like how much him and his wife, they're, you know, they're listening to your book, they're reading it and they just, they wanted me to tell you how much it means to them. You know what I want you to give them is Google the link of my Oprah talk. The universe has your back Oprah super soul sessions. Okay. Send that to them because it's a, it's a whole talk on how to surrender, but it's particularly around my surrender of my conception, but it's, it's really for anybody that's needing to surrender. Mm, I love that. Thank you, Gabby. I will pass that on. And so tell me about, so I know this, but I would love to hear from your opinion or your, like, what do you think a police officer could get out of super attractor? Well, remember it's a book on how to feel good. Mm. So it'll give you an opportunity and practices on how to shift your perception. So all throughout your day, you're, you're hit with a lot of negativity, a lot of negativity, but it's how do you, I can't tell you that I can change your experiences, but I can help you change your experience of your experiences. So if you start showing up with a different perception of what you're experiencing, that's a miracle. 
Mm. You to add up those shifts in your perception, you're going to begin to have miraculous experiences on the job. So that's mm. how it will help them. And, you know, I want to say thank you. Thank you for, you know, saying that. Thank you for writing this book. This book has been absolutely amazing. And the, the last thing I'd just like to say to anybody who, you know, who's thinking about getting this book, which you definitely need it on Audible. Um, that's how I consume all of my content. Mm-hmm. But um, I love the idea of cops driving around listening to Super Attractor. Yeah. Isn't that cool? But that's what we it's do. Beyond awesome. It's so radical. I mean, yeah. honestly, that's, that's, that's how we change the world. That's right. That is how we change. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Sheepdogs, I just want to tell you about this book. It's not a woo-woo book. It's not something that you're not going to understand. Um, she, she's very, she, she says things to us in such a way that like we can understand that's not super spiritual and out there. And, um, and Gabby, I really appreciate that, especially, um, for my intuitive sheepdogs who are just now tapping into this and fine tuning their intuition. Um, they're, they're, they don't want to hear like way out there stuff. They're not going to listen. So, um, so is there anything that you would like to leave us with, Gabby? Before? I just want to leave you all with a prayer. I'm going to say a prayer for you all. So, so I, I'm going to just take a moment to close your eyes as long as you're not driving and just take a deep breath in and let it go. May you feel safe. May you feel protected. May you feel guided. May you clear the blocks, the presence of your intuition so that you can lead and serve with clarity and ease. May you always know that Archangel Michael is next to you, protecting you, guiding you, holding you. And may you know that your willingness is opening you up to the greatest transformation and healing that you could ever know. Know that you are thanked, that you are loved, that you are respected. Take a deep breath in and accept that and let it go. Amen. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you, love. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Thank Keep you. Keep it up. Yeah. Sheepdog Nation. I will <laughs> next time. Next time. <laughs>